0: It's two o'clock. Oh my! My headphones aren't working. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It doesn't matter. I can I can read I can read the meters anyways. I prefer it. Uh, it's two o'clock. It's time for Alta Class Cast slash. Some call me Tim. Yay! Uh, however, whatever we are now here in this two o'clock time, <laughs> I'm excited. The Sheriff of Truth, Latoya, is back from her sickness sabbatical, which was not yes. COVID. Thank God. It was just a cold.
1: Uh, yes, it was just a cold. I took two tests last week, one home test, and then I went to uh, get a regular stand in line test.
0: You remember um, remember when they were just regular colds that people got and that's what happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, not not always COVID. Um, So this was a really exciting week for me because I realized that I am indeed the smartest person alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. I've been saying for months that the reason that I've never tested positive and I test weekly I've tested last Friday. I teach with these kids now I test every week and I've never tested positive for COVID and I used to say it's because of the marijuana
1: Knock on wood.
0: Well, on I'm wood. gonna tell you. This is why I'm the most uh, I'm the smartest person alive. So I've been saying this in my joke that Obviously I smoke and eat so much marijuana that it's coating my lungs in a fine wax It is not letting the COVID have entry into my body and Last Wednesday, a study came out. Cannabinoid block cellular entry of SARS-CoV-2 in the emerging variants. This is written by PhD people. Uh, I, yeah, this is real, abstract. As a complement to vaccines, small molecule therapeutic agents are needed to treat or prevent infections by severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus 2, and its variant, which caused COVID-19, affinity selection, mass spectrometry, was used for the discovery of bot- botanical ligands to the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. Cannabinoid acids from hemp, cannabis yeah. sativa, cannabis sativa were found to be allosteric as well as orthosteric ligands with molecular affinity for the spike protein. In follow-up virus neutralization essays, cannabialgeric acid and cannabiodolic acid, basically meaning CBDA and THCA, uh, prevented infection of human epithelial cells by pseudovirons expressing the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein and prevented entry of live SARS-CoV-2 into the cells. Importantly, cannabidiolic and cannabidiolic acid were effective against SARS-CoV-2 alpha variant B11.7 and the beta variant B.1315, three, five, one, blah, 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 blah. Basically, I was right. I was fucking right. Uh, I am the smartest person alive, and all of my theories now, people have to
1: listen to them because I'm not crazy. I'm going to have to bust your bubble. What you, but this is real. No, I, I did more research on this. They're talking about the molecule that's in uh, uh, cannabinoid. It, it's not talking about THC itself. And plus, it's not good for you to smoke because it'll hurt your lungs. If anything, you want to ingest. Um, smoking hurts your lungs. Period. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Whatever. But, but I, I, mean, <laughs> I, eat,
0: I eat enough weed.
1: It's fine. But CBDA. But they're talking about the molecule that's in hemp and what. Well, have it's
0: you. it's it's THCA and it's CBDA. It's the but it's the acids of the plant because that's the stuff they used to have in the tincture. Alta California used to make it.
1: Now the tincture. oh I know they're Aww. out of business. But
0: um, you're they used to make school. this stuff the THCA. So I'm just saying that obviously, as a person who ingests more weed than your average bear. Yeah, but that's, I've been saying this, like why if, there's a bunch of people who have never tested positive and they are all the biggest weed people I know. Jonathan, Jonathan's never tested positive. I know because we smoke and eat so much weed. (laughs) Seriously. But he
1: also masks up and he's vaccinated. Well,
0: yeah, I'm vaccinated and I mask up, but there's all these, in in the comedy community, 15 comics got COVID like two weeks ago everyone got it and i didn't and i'm i'm just saying and i test i know i'm not i'm just at this point i'm not worried at all because i've got the science to back it well (laughs) i'm
1: vaxxed well here's the thing though something else i read after i read this article i then did research as well because i was paranoid all last week obviously so i was in my feelings about getting sick um what I did find is uh, this version uh Omicron um, most like most likely unfortunately everyone's going to end up getting it uh, eventually. Um, now Well, it's going to be like a regular
0: flu. I mean, it's yeah. once you're vaccinated or whatever, but, right? It's like, "Oh, okay, now I got it." But the, the flu. problem
1: is you still have those morons who are still unvaccinated and that's where the mutation falls oh. into place and when it comes to the mutation you know just like with original COVID-19 it, it, it mutated to Delta and so on and so on it could mutate into something else worse and now I think a couple of weeks ago we talked about the um was it flu uh flu flu rona oh, which flu-rona. is supposed to be yeah but um
0: uh rona
1: I still need to get my booster, so that's what I need to get, but I knock on wood, I have not gotten it yet. um hell yeah, but I actually just got a weed diffuser, so I've been making oils um so I could like like uh, infused um olive oil and what have you. that yeah. just brought me back to when you talked about the tincture, yeah, I know I just they thought were so about helpful without Alta California,
0: mutiny radio never would have survived they um. They really helped out here and as a company and, and working together with us without them th- This place never would have survived the the changeover in 2013 yeah. 2014.
1: I mean, I'm just trying to imagine like With some of the studies that are coming out not with just like um, With the virus and what have you but other things with marijuana, you know, I'm just imagining that was what five years ago the last time we worked with them? Probably.
0: Uh, it five? was the second. Yeah, it must have been five
1: years ago because yes. they
0: dumped out right before the second comedy festival. So, so, right. Or the third. Nope, because the third was when Steve Poggi left. So it was right before the second comedy festival. 2016 or something. Yeah, something like 2000. 2016 yeah maybe
1: yeah so that's about five six years i'm just trying to imagine within that that span of time how much marijuana laws and what have you have progressed oh they've changed yeah absolutely. and i just think about you just really took me back down memory lane of like certain of the things that you know Alta to california they probably would have been millionaires i know
0: i you know? know it's it's a real bummer um that they didn't keep the, you know it's one of those things where I don't like to change horses. If something's working, why change it? Yeah. And they made a choice to make some changes, and those changes ended up kind of hurting them. And letting this place go and letting me go was probably one of the <laughs> biggest mistakes they could have made. Uh, but, the, you know, but that's fine. Yeah. I, it's, it's, everyone it's, makes choices, and, and lo- we parted, with And I can only say the greatest of thanks to them because over the two and a half years that we worked together, um, I mean, they... Paid the station like twenty-five thousand dollars, so we, I mean we wouldn't have been able to pay the rent really without them. So.
1: And plus the nice labor that they did give, like some of us. Yeah, the time exactly. Boxing and what have you. Right. It, well, it's great. It
0: was small, um, small jobs for um, comedians and for artists, and it's I think those are the best kind of jobs. Cash in hand, work gets done, everyone's happy. That's like oh my god, it was just. It was win-win all the way around. So that's even I before that.
1: like it we were recreational here, I think. I think the year two thousand sixteen was when we became recreational. Or they were medicinal, but that was the
0: whole thing about Alta is that they were trying to go they wanted to go the medicinal route and saying that tinctures are, you know, it's it's not to get you high, it's to get you healed. And that's right. why he did the THCA. And people thought he was crazy back then. They were like THCA what you're you're and CBN and all these other cannabinoids and he's like no these are real and then I started learning about them and then people are like there's no such thing as CBN and I'm like yeah and now people know like oh that's the sleepy time stuff (laughs) like yeah uh uh-huh and the weed speed CBG is like weed speed it's like you can put it into coffee and it's just like whoa it's 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 like caffeine, the plant can do everything. It's all
1: there for you. It is, yeah. Uh, you know, just thinking about like, you know, I'm not even gonna go and say that that article is completely false. I just know they're just talking about the molecules. But what made me think about Alta, California, was what you know, the things of the cabin, cannabinoids that were broken down into that system of that liquid form. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of the. Could have that been something that could have been used medically for, you know, so.
0: Well, he was thinking <laughs> about parenting. putting it into, he wanted to get a machine to make suppositories because he thought that was the future um, for cervical cancer and for and for tushy cancer because CBN is the cannabinoid that turns the plant off. It tells it to die. It's basically what THC denatures into. So if you had some really like dank weed and you left it, out in, the, in the air and the sunshine And it kind of got funny colored And and then you went and used it It's going to be really high in CBN The THC will have denatured into CBN And it's what naturally occurs in the plant And it tells the plant, all right, turn off, die now And that's what it does when it's on the When it's actually in nature Once the weed is out there And, and it's, you know, if you don't pick it Or whatever, it turns into CBN And it tells the plant, all right, plant, turn off, die But this cannabinoid In our bodies also tells if you use it to sleep it tells your body okay turn off sleep and if you get it super close to cancerous cells it tells the cancer cells okay turn off and so that's why it's great for suppositories if you got butt cancer and you put some cbn up there and gets real close to the cancer that's good or if you've got anything in your girly parts any kind of weird cancers going on and you use a suppository like that i mean it's it's like magic but But it isn't, the only people who've been studying this are the Israelis, really. Right. We haven't been.
1: They're not allowed to study and research it here in the States. Well, we finally are. We finally are. But But, you know what I found um, today, as a matter of fact? So, obviously, we know in some uh, states here in the U.S., we still have some um, medieval-style marijuana laws. Um, In one of the states of Louisiana, which does have the toughest marijuana laws, um, a large population of people, especially people of color, are incarcerated for low amounts of marijuana. Now, there is a a man, um, his last name is Chambers. Uh, I think his name is Walter Chambers. There is an ad. He is, um, we're in midterms right now. Yet Louisiana
0: we're to... State Senate candidate smokes marijuana that's, you know, exa- in new that's, campaign ad.
1: That exactly that's where I was going to. Yeah. Pam yeah. found it. So this is one of the first ads, and he's um, running for senator to take over John Kennedy, who's a hard, hard conservative Republican, uh, Trumpist, just horrible piece of S. But um, this guy, Chambers— He's amazing, and his ad is awesome.
0: Well, this says here, but in a flower form of medical marijuana becoming legal in Louisiana on January 1st, uh, around 28,000 people are currently part of the program in the state, which requires physicians to make a recommendation for the prescription of medical marijuana. This is in New Orleans. For the first time, medical marijuana patients in Louisiana will be able to light up. Nice. The legislature passed by Governor... John Bell Edwards signed into House law into Law House Bill 391. The bill makes it legal for dispensaries to sell traditional smokable flower forms of marijuana. The medicine is proven to help a variety of people, said Rustin Henry, owner and pharmacist at H&W Drugstore. So many people come into the pharmacy. More people come back in the program. More people are getting help. More people are getting their lives back. Blah 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 blah. January first, so so that's that's a couple great. Weeks ago. Yeah, you know, good good for good
1: for them. But the problem is um, <clears throat> with Louisiana. And I don't know if you ever been to Louisiana, but ooh child. Oh, I
0: love. I mean, I love New Orleans. I, I love New Orleans, but cool. when you go
1: outside, like traveling in,
0: <laughs> I've never done it's, that.
1: Yeah, um, it, it, you know, you're in the backwoods. But the problem is. <sighs> You still have crimin- or criminals, you still have people incarcerated for low levels. Well, and, so- and this is, here's the, here's oh, the laws here right now. Give me the, give me
0: the. 14 final. grams or less is a misdemeanor. No possibility of jail time, $100 max fine. More than 14 grams, less than 2.5 pounds, first offense, misdemeanor, six months, $500. Two and a half pounds to less than 60 pounds is a felony. 60 pounds, damn. Yeah. Uh, the two and a half pounds, Jesus, I've got two and a half pounds on me. It like
1: two to 60 damn! but I've got,
0: I've got two and a half pounds of of trim at my house right now. Absolutely. I've got two and a half pounds of trim here because you cook, right? Exactly. (laughs) So, but that's still, it doesn't matter. That would be the same. They don't see a difference in trim or, or buds or whatever. But so I would be in this 2.5. To less than sixty pounds, felony, two to ten years, thirty thousand dollar fine. Well, that certainly jumps aggressively. That's
1: yeah. Two and a half
0: pounds is not really that much. Not a lot. I mean, I bought a pound for personal use, and I'm almost done with it, which is amazing.
1: My problem is because Louisiana, though it is a Democratic governor, who is still conservative, you the majority, with the exception of parts of Baton Rouge and especially new orleans they are a little bit more liberal cons- or not conservative liberal progressive when you go outside of those towns into smaller parishes um what i'm worried about is the good old boy police officers mm-hmm. and the atf because louisiana works kind of different you know like how texas has their own way of shutting shit down yeah Louisiana them them backwoods cops
0: 2.5 pounds though it's a mandatory two years can be up to 10 years and it's 30 grand that's a lot of money but then that's just possession that's distribution or cultivation of marijuana any amount first offense is a felony Five years minimum to 30 years with a $50,000 fine. Motherfucker. They're
1: still trying to make profits off bodies. You notice they still... That's insane. They're still trying to make their money off the prison population because... You notice how that jumped, Distribution
0: or cultivation. Any amount. So if you... If we have a... If I have a plant at my house and they find me, it is a felony. felony. A minimum of five years up to 30 years and a $50,000 fine. Any amount... For a second offense or a subsequent, and on any other offense is another felony, 10 minimum to 60 years, $100,000. 60 years? For, for any plant. amount.
1: Any amount. It's so dry. Even for it to be medicinal, it is still draconian. And
0: it's distribution or cultivation. So if you're selling it, if you're selling any amount.
1: So this is my problem. How? So what's going to happen with these dispensaries? that are outside those major cities. That's another thing that I was just gonna you know, mention, like the fact that matter, I have a feeling that they're gonna find a way to lock up some of these people that have the dispensaries yeah. due to using these laws and these tactics, mm-hmm. but also saying at the same time, oh, but it's medical. Sales
0: to a minor first offense, felony, five years minimum to 45 years, $100,000 fine. If you sell to a minor.
1: 45 years of your life can you
0: imagine and that and that obviously it's it and it's it's a five to 45 of course if it was like if, if it was me and i was a nice white lady i'm sure i'd get five yeah and if any other color you, i was I'm just scared to go yeah. there
1: i'm glad you went there
0: to a minor a second offense or any following offense is 10 years minimum to 90 years with a two hundred thousand dollar fine
1: what are these? I don't understand these ninety sixty. Like it's you can tell they they're really looking for bodies on the plantation. It's kind of like a trick. It totally seems like it's a trick. Possession
0: for personal use for first and subsequent offenders. Possession of fourteen grams or less is punishable by a fine of no more than a hundred dollars and no possibility of incarceration. Okay, that's you know that's fine. But
1: here's the problem, Pam. Here's the problem. You know them you know police officers ain't that smart or bright. Mm-hmm. They they could if they want cuz you know how they're really good at falsifying police reports. They could if they want say that this person instead of 14 grams could have 18 grams. Sure. So-and-so. Sure, sure, sure.
0: Well, check this out, too. Hash and concentrates, completely illegal, still Schedule 1. Louisiana classifies both plant form marijuana and tetrahydrocannabinols, including hashish and marijuana concentrates, in Schedule 1 of the Louisiana-controlled substances schedule. For the purposes of criminal justice, the statute defines marijuana as including tetrahydrocannabinoids and derivatives thereof. The penalties? For offenses involving them are the same as uh, basically anything on their schedule one. What? So so yeah so mer- so flowers fine but if you turn it into bubble hash now it's like heroin it's,
1: which is like a natural it's natural st- where well it, when yeah, you smoke just it just concentrate it, yeah it just goes to its natural state when you smoke it and what have it's you just, it's just crystals.
0: Oh it, I see what you're saying though is that they're it's like they're they're gonna legalize it and be cool but they're also gonna fucking make it crazy at the same time so it's gonna
1: be like ah! it's 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 kind of like a trick door it's a, yeah it's a trick it's a trick because people are gonna and unfortunately there are gonna be some brothers and sisters out there that are are, are gonna pay attention mm. to these laws mm. and i swear to god louisiana is racist as fuck y'all yeah um, uh yeah and they and they are known for their prison population and so you're going to find a lot more people locked up you're going to have more people that are possibly going to try to open dispensaries and those spencer dispensaries are probably going to get raided because of this law this doesn't make any sense i would be yeah i mean i mean
0: i like i i, I really think that cannabis should be legal especially now that we're starting to discover it's legitimate medical properties like what are we doing? So why that- do we still? Why are we still? In- so incarceration trends in Louisiana. Let's check this out. Mm-hmm. I I mean, what what are the? Uh, well, the population definitely going up. Uh, in jails, it's almost doubled. Race, uh, jails. Let's see. It's hard to tell. Gender, person, geography. I just show me the colors. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's overwhelmingly black. mm mm-hmm. um, Wow. Yeah, race, race and ethnicity, it's uh, 52% of the total jail population is uh, black. Wow. Yep. Wow. And uh, white is 29%. Tch. Latino is 5%. Native American, less than 1%. Asian, less than 1%. Uh. Wow. Wow.
1: And you know, what's sad is a lot of those people, especially in the black community down there are because of small amounts of marijuana. So I'm just trying to imagine this trickery that this law just came in of like, you know, because what, right now what's going on with a lot of these marijuana dispensaries and getting licenses, they're not trying to sell, get, give licenses to a lot of uh, black people, period. There's a controversy here in California about the lack of uh, minority owners with uh, dispensaries. Well, because financially, it was almost impossible. The
0: hoops they made you jump through to have a dispensary, the the permitting, all of this crazy stuff, like once you invest in that, okay. But it's like the initial outset of what people had to pay for licensing and distribution. And then with all this new packaging laws, and all of this stuff, it's like,
1: whoa. I, they're keeping people out of generational wealth again when sure. it comes to another. Now we have marijuana, which is now a big business. But again, they're locking people out.
0: Sure, that that sucks. That sucks, man. Because, I mean, it's all, it's all a ruse. They say we've got all this opportunity. I mean. <laughs> Where? Yeah, they I s- mean.
1: They <laughs> say the job market's doing better. Where?
0: Well, I was <laughs> thinking about Picking, I mean, not that I'm not incredibly busy with Mutiny Radio, but I was thinking about picking up a little job at Trader Joe's. I thought it would be fun. Like, I mean, I love Trader Joe's, so why not want to work there like one day a week or something? I don't know. I'm thinking about getting a a little wee job um, just because it'll help me meet people that aren't comedians, and (laughs) and then I can invite them to all of my shows. (laughs) And then by the time they've all come to one of my shows, I'll quit. You know what I mean? So I'll I'll get a little job at Trader Joe's. I'll be the new girl. I'll be the new cute girl, and I'll tell everybody jokes, and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I have so many shows for you guys to come see. This is going to be great. You should totally come see this show. And then once they've all seen one or two shows, and they're like, hey, we're not coming to your shows anymore, and then I'll be like, all right, I quit.
1: And then the word of mouth will start.
0: And then I'll be like, oh, do you remember Pam? She was that cool cashier, and she'd tell everybody jokes.
1: I'm guessing it would be the one on Ninth Street.
0: That. I don't know I like the one on 4th street That's my favorite one But my second favorite one's up on California And I have a buddy who works there Who has a show here Gates of Delirium On Wednesdays From 6 to 8 Perkins Warbeck No his name isn't Perkins Warbeck His name is Matt Watiker But he goes by the name Perkins Warbeck And sometimes other funny names So um, He's Really shout out to Gates of Delirium It's a great show 6 to 8 uh, Wednesdays Check him out on FM and .sf Yeah where you can find all kinds of good podcasts. Oh, and people should go tonight to Asiento. We still have some tickets left for that. And tomorrow is Bar on Dolores. Go to that, 29th and Dolores. Friday, we're back here at Mutiny 6 o'clock. And this Saturday, we already have 17 reservations for at, for the Atlas 2 o'clock in the afternoon show. I'm so excited. Because this one girl who's on the show, her name's Sarah Guth, and she's very funny. And she's also very, very smart. And she's, like, getting her PhD in biology or something. But she hit up this brunch meetup so all of these women who are in part of this brunch group are gonna come do brunch at atlas and i'm like oh my god if they come like once a month or once every two months That's that would be cool. awesome like because then it would always be the, there's like 17 women who brunch, I'm, brunch so i'm super super stoked saturday is gonna rock um and then saturday night i'm at alameda comedy club uh I get a 15 minute set on the showcase at seven o'clock Right so on. go get your on tickets. On the other
1: side of the bay, man.
0: Yeah, I need to. Uh, I've I've taken Bart and then walked from Bart to Alameda before. It's kind of a pain, but I think there's a bus, but I I haven't figured out the bus yet. But there I've There is walked,
1: a bus. I've, uh, I've taken it uh, right outside, but depends what time. What time is your show? Seven o'clock. It should still be running, because you're taking the bar to Oakland, downtown Oakland. There's a there's a bus that goes straight uh, to Alameda, because I've taken that bus. Cool. I will look it up. Yeah. I don't remember the number, though, sorry. Come with me. Uh,
0: Anybody who wants to come see that show on Saturday, it's going to be great. I'm doing so much comedy. But,
1: anyway. Because God knows we need fucking laughter right now. Well, right? And,
0: again, I'm the only one. Knock, 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 knock. But... And, and I'm not, that's the thing though, is I'm not being a psychopath. If, if the bus comes by and it's filled with people, I do not get on the motherfucking bus. See, that's, I'm not, thing. cause I'm not crazy. I would rather walk than get COVID any day of the week. And when I look at the bus and it is stacked mm-hmm. deep with motherfuckers and some of them are wearing masks and some of them aren't, I'm not getting on that bus.
1: No way. See, the thing is, you take really good responsible measures as well. Yeah. You know, to duck and dive. Yeah. That fucking germ, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, because, like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to lie. I went on the mission bus not too long ago, and I said I should not be on this bus. And I thought about exactly what i said. I've gotten off the
0: bus. <laughs> Seriously, when it gets super fu- super full, and I'm just like, oh, this is not. Because, like, even before COVID, I didn't like the bus when it was super full. And I deal with it, and I'll be like, you know, stop being a puss-pant. Come on, like sack up, and be on the bus. Stand, whatever. But now I'm like, what, wh- why would I take? that It just seems like it's a unnecessary a risk. risk. Yeah,
1: yeah. When I, you know, it's just like I'll walk, and if there's another one coming. You yeah, know, wait for the next bus. So be it. I'll just get some exercise.
0: And the thing is, the buses that are the most full are the most disgusting. Like That's the nine R, the fourteen R, the thirty-eight. The, these buses are the ones that are fucking
1: gross. People still like. I mean, the
0: nineteen like, Polk. Oh my god, it gets so. How full. is
1: I don't? I think I've only taken that one more, uh, once, but I'm curious because it goes up Polk. So it goes,
0: it goes from one end of the world to the others. It basically goes from. Uh, down at Zavolf, way down on Polk, and then it goes all the way to the, like, ship, like, over Shipyard. here, almost over here, yeah. kind of, at the edge of the mission, but farther down, like...
1: It's I know it weird. goes to the shipyard or what have you, but I've just like we. By the way, guys, we we're talking about the SF public transportation buses and numbers. Yeah. Uh, sorry to sorry to bore you guys. <laughs>
0: which we, I think I can catch chlamydia from the twenty two. So let's everybody be oh, careful. God. No, I'm kidding. You can't catch uh, chlamydia from the bus.
1: No, but I mean the thing is, it's just like I noticed though at least the T, which is the train, mm-hmm. the Third Street train, um, it's not as packed anymore, which is pretty good. But the bus is like, I, the 14 scares me. Yeah. That's gross. the mission. Uh, Van S is what? 20, uh,
0: six. The Van it? S isn't terrible. I mean, the 49, I, I, 49. I take that one all because it takes me really close to my house because it takes me to Geary.
1: I was on the nine uh, yesterday, but I was on the nine uh, express. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which was even, because I was just like, I'll just wait for the nine. And then I saw the express was coming. I'm like, that's a bigger bus.
0: Yeah. More, more space. space. Oh my God! Windows open, mask on. I just,
1: I I don't know. It's funny people think that this is over, but it's not.
0: And not not even close. I mean,
1: like things are already starting to get canceled and uh, well, postponed. Well, London
0: London Breed though said last Tuesday she did a little thingy in front of the city, and God bless her right now. She said we're not shutting down. So we're not going to do it. So we're going to have to learn to live with the Omicron and its subsequent various variants. She said, we, take, take precautions and safety you need to do for you and your family. Be vaccinated, get your booster, wear your mask, and take your own precautions. Now, for me, it doesn't matter because I don't hang out with any small children. And I, I do once a week, but I get tested before I get to hang out with them. They have rapid tests. It takes 15 minutes. I show up 15 minutes early. Swabity swab. I put my little thingy in the, in the little thingy, and then it lets me know. And then if I ever test positive, I just say, bye, guys. I can't be here today. But take your otherwise, yeah. I, I, last week I was fine. So every Friday I'm going to go to my school and do my thing. But I'm, I, these are the only children I'm in contact with, and I take the precautions to not infect them. I'm not around any old people except old people that take the bus. Um, I'm not – where am I? I'm around, I'm, I'm performing in bars around adults, not around children, not around. I mean, if there's old people and they're going out, then that's their own version of safety. And that's what they're doing. And that's what London said. Hey, if you have a com- compromised immuno system, then you've always had trouble. Like, I mean, you are always going to get sick in public. Take, like, take precautions as what you need to do for your personal safety. So for me, that I do take great precautions I don't even have to, because I'm like, I'm like lone wolf, healthy lady living in the city, right? Yeah, I know, knock on wood, all that stuff. But thank you, London, for telling us that we can live our lives. Just be, take some precautions.
1: So my friend who got COVID, she's she uh, she's the one that rents our downstairs unit. And she was a little bit more hardcore than you and I put together and so she was pissed that she got it now she got it she got it yeah she was pissed off because and which i would be too she was a real fucking saint about making sure she got tested not being in crowded spaces not uh um, washing her hands washing your hands yeah. like when we went to chicago together one of my friends wasn't vaccinated so I had to tell my best friend, my other best friend of 20 years, like, she doesn't feel comfortable, though, you know, she's vaccinated, or though you're not, that my friend's not vaccinated, but you are still, like, she took all these hardcore precautions, and she was just like, I'm so livid, I'm not, I'm not feeling sick, I'm just pissed off, I took all these precautions just to get sick, and she said, I know probably exactly where I got it, and she's like, I made the wrong decision to go to Trader Joe's, (gasps) uh, with the one on Hyde Street. At, oh, that's Hyde in California. Hyde in California. Uh, Cause it was so packed. And you know, it's hard sometimes when you go to the grocery store, people are reaching. Sure, sure, you, you sure, know. sure, sure. So she's like, I think that's where I got it because it was wow. crowded that day. Huh? And so it's just like that, That's,
0: I'm. That sucks for yeah. her. I feel terrible for I anyone. Think, who gets you know, it. It,
1: it's funny because I'm getting this other side of COVID where it's like, God damn it! I put all these precautions just to fucking get it.
0: Right. Well, and like I said, a lot of the comedians have gotten it, and so and when they when you get that text like, Hey, you've been exposed. I mean, I just it's very easy. the i mean even the ones so all the tests i've taken have been free and they're around and they're free but even if you have to pay for them they're not expensive you go to walgreens and you get some home tests no big deal yeah just every i mean but i don't know you what to know do. it's
1: just like you know at this point and again like i said earlier like reading about it it's just like uh, i just it's just. i have a feeling everyone's gonna get it but the thing is what's scary is what is it going to mutate mutate into next sure sure and you know and the thing is earlier you mentioned about you know i was supposed to go to greece or you were supposed to go to greece i was thinking me. about it yeah. you know it's now it's just like we can't plan anything like and that sucks too it's just like you know i'm just afraid of burning
0: money uh because these tickets a lot of these tickets are non-refundable so if something happens right then And the other thing I'm worried about is what happens if I do go to Greece and then I get it over there and I can't come back. That
1: part, and getting stuck. Like, what the, what do I do then? Right. So. It's all these things. And it's really funny and sneaky that the airlines are doing that too. Well, they've got to make their money. I I
0: mean, I feel terrible for anybody who's trying to run businesses right now. I don't feel
1: sorry for the greedy-ass airlines. they got a lot of money. You know, (laughs) the fact that, you know, you still have people. I think it was American Airlines uh, that screwed a lot of people in 2020. And people in 2020 are still waiting for their money to come back, their refund. Sure, sure. And so, you know, it's just. uh,
0: Well, I don't even. I'm. I'm fine not leaving. I don't need to go on vacation. I mean, I really don't. I, I I get to right now. I'm performing like six days a week and then I'm double booked this weekend and all these bookings. I, I'd rather do this than be on vacation. I'd rather perform See, every day good. of the week. I'm than- on the
1: opposite end. I, I need I need to go somewhere. I don't care. I don't need to be around people. I just need to be someplace. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of everything welcome i'm I'm sorry i'm being really debbie downer today i've just oh i'm frustrated yeah no i mean i'd
0: like to go somewhere but i i don't need to i just i just don't feel like
1: i have have the freedom to plan anything or to see family or to see friends you know sure because the unknown is always scary and you know because we don't know what's going to happen this summer that's you know, true. Well, I,
0: I'd like to plan a little a little comedy trip. It's so funny because other comedians keep going like, "Hey Pam, like we should go on tour together." And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I could actually just go on tour by myself because when I go by myself, I have places to stay. If I like have another person with me. Uh-oh. It really limits my ability yeah. to stay on people's couches. If I'm like, um, can I stay on your couch? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, can my buddy okay, stay on your yeah. couch too? And they're like, nah, we ain't got room for two of you.
1: Right. So, yeah.
0: and then I can't be like, hell, yeah, we're going to perform on all these shows. And then it's like, hey, you know what's easier? Me getting booked on a show by myself. Me and you getting booked together, that's tough. Like, there were four comics that were like, let's all go together and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I can do all the work that I usually do for myself, but you get to benefit off of it. So
1: who's going to be doing the hotel bookings, eh? Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm like, what do I get out of it? Yeah, anyway. Yeah. I just rather lone wolf is easier you know
1: well i think it's actually safer to say right now too to be your own lone wolf instead of in a pack right (laughs) well i I mean you don't know who's gonna be the outbreak monkey of the pack exactly and like
0: i just don't see the i don't see the benefit in having like i i just don't see that's what i've been realizing lately is it's like yeah i know i got skills that can pay the bills but why do I got to use my skills for you? Like, what do I get from you? What you're the pleasure of your company? Like, fuck you, man. I'd rather be up in Portland by myself, hanging out with Portland people. I mean, unless it was like someone that I worshiped. Other than that, like, I don't wanna Jesus. travel with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, but no, like traveling with people, you kind of have to like really think they're amazing to be able to spend that much time with them. I, I just can't, I can't imagine bringing another comic with me
1: i just want to travel someplace i don't know yeah. i just Somebody i just want to bl- also you're blowing up they today. are
0: blowing me up right now i don't know what's happening Ooh. i know
1: so what else is going on i <laughs> i'm yeah. you're usually the one yeah i'm just me. i'm just
0: comedy that's all i'm doing lately i mean every day all the time
1: Oh, well, I guess I can say that... um, Oh, don't forget to vote, you guys. We have a special election coming up.
0: Thea Selby, Thea Selby. Yeah,
1: Thea Selby. um, She is running. Uh, I will say, unfortunately, it's looking like it's going to be up against Matt Haney. And um, uh, uh, what's his face? Why am I blanking on him? I forgot the other guy. Uh, Anyway, um, but... Just please vote. Uh, February fifteenth uh, is actual election day, and voting has early voting has started. So there should be mailing, uh, mail-in at your house already.
0: I've got. I've. They've sent me that, but I'm. I like to vote in person. It's like I a thing I like to do. Too. Yeah, I like the sticker. I like the engagement with
1: Campos. That was the one. Sorry. Oh, David, okay. Yeah, yeah, David Campos and Haney. But I'm not giving up hope
0: yet. No way, man. She's know. the only woman in the race.
1: Yeah, we ladies,
0: have, we need ladies in representational government. Absolutely, more I think progressives it's incredibly Moderates.
1: I noticed something too. The dialogue, how you know people here in SF talk about progressives and moderates differently, in contrast to what a moderate and progressive is. For example, what I, I was having a great conversation with a friend, and she—I didn't know she was a moderate, and which I don't like labels anyway. But moderates, you usually get uh, donor money. And you get money through the DNC C, the mm. DNC. Those kind of groups are the ones that are usually holding us back from any kind of progressive message mes- yeah, measures, such as free college and free health care.
0: Free college, CCSF. There we yay,
1: go. Yay, free college, yay. And so then I heard the other half of what progressives mean to people here in SF, and it's the other extreme. Whereas. There was um, someone on some kind of school board who, uh, city board, excuse me, who wanted to, (laughs) this is funny, who actually wanted to close Golden Gate Bridge to make it just a way for people just to walk across. And because she was talking about the fact of like, well, we should, you know, it's a landmark and, you know, instead of people driving on it, you know, we should just have people just, just walk.
0: Fine. If they build Bart, if Bart goes under the, if we can have Bart go under the bay there and take you. To marin but the rich people in marin they don't, don't want, want our riff raff they don't want it wrapping all the way around like the original ideas of what bart should have looked like which was the entire it's bay area, area rapid transit like going all the way up to richmond on the other side it, it, there's no reason why it shouldn't be an enormous loop that goes all the way around but why is it danville d- alamo Uh, San Ramon why are these places off the 580 or 680 why are they left out because they chose to be left out because they didn't want the riffraff it's the same thing they think it'll lower their property value because they want to drive their Teslas into the city and (laughs) these jerks it would be great if we could actually make Bay Area Rapid Transit be what its initial idea was which was Transit for everybody, and how about we have a lower carbon footprint and not have so many cars?
1: Well, that was the that was the issue that this woman was saying, the progressive woman that was saying. Uh, but here's the problem with that. So how, if you are driving, and because we don't have BART cr- over there, yeah, there's no, so yeah. there's really no option. There's Golden so, Gate
0: Transit, but it's. Uh...
1: But how are you gonna how are you gonna get over there with no bridge? Right. My my thing is, wait. Even if it's for environmental reasons, it's it's not going to work because there's only one bridge. That would be the bay. So then you have more cars on one bridge, more traffic. Sure. And so that's congested.
0: Could you imagine that the only way to get to Marin is to like go all the way around, (laughs) like all All the the way way around around. through Richmond? You would have to go over the Bay, through the city, over the Bay Bridge, Bridge, through Berkeley, up. Through Richmond Pass over the Richmond rebuild. Bridge, yeah. all the way back down to get to S- Salsalito or whatever. That's insane. That's
1: insane. And so I was just <laughs> like, and so my argument, w- and that was actually my argument. And I guess they didn't think that part through because, you know, it's already traffic getting onto the Bay Bridge when you're on this side of the city. Huh. So I'm just trying to imagine people who are. From the other side of the city like ocean and what have you sure. trying to cross the bridge just to get to one bridge yeah. and my thing is this um golden gate already has walking yeah sure and I, it, it was just like so the the whole the whole dialogue was basically a lot of the extreme progressives here fought, do stupid silly bullshit like that sure Rather, it's like that's not really much of an issue. Right. An issue is what's going on in the Tenderloin, the housing. Sure. Uh, yeah.
0: Can- now, if they said they wanted to close down the bridge to make it walking and also put houses across the whole thing to give to people, I'd be like, yeah, or, okay. or to put Bart. Yeah, or a <laughs> Bart. I mean, I don't. I really believe in investing in transit, but that is investing in poor people because rich people don't like use transit that's the whole idea of the car and through the this century and what we've done is it it's this idea that when you have a car you have this freedom and they made this together with being an American. It's like when you're 16 and you're an American, you get your license and you get a car, cars on the road and everyone should be able to drive because of the freedom, the freedom that cars bring you, the true, you can go anywhere you want, whenever you want to go. So they sell us this idea and make it so normalized that of course everyone has a car. I mean that's what I thought when I was a kid and I was 16. Well, oh and I don't have a car yet. Oh my god, I didn't get my I on oh, my 16th <laughs> birthday, I didn't pass my driver's test and, and I'm just not a real American. I'm not a real person. And, uh, you don't need to drive. It's that it's put into our psyche that we have to have cars is just another product another product. It's just another product to consume. It's an enormous big ticket item they want us to consume. And being a good consumer is being a good American. And if you're not a good consumer, you're a bad American.
1: I will say when I got my own car, when I was a teenager, I did feel freedom. (laughs) Sure, Of course. Well, because it's the line they feed us, but it wasn't, but it wasn't a brand new car either. It was a 1986 Chevy. So it was a recycled used car. So, but I will say this much, I do appreciate the fact that we are switching over to electric slowly, slow. Um, People are starting to get a little bit more conscious about instead of having a big ass fucking Hummer, I'm glad that shit's done. Yeah. I'm so glad that trend's over. Sure. Uh, well, it can't last. It's five
0: dollars a gallon right now for gas. If you're driving Jesus. a Hummer that gets like eight miles to the gallon, that's like a dollar fifty a mile. Why do you? Even Can still you have or that? no? A dollar fifty a mile. Excuse me. Seventy-five cents a mile. Can you imagine paying? That's like that's like driving your own. It's like taking a cab everywhere, a, <laughs> right? 75
1: cents a mile. That's crazy. Like, and a, why, And if you have one, why? why? Why still have it? I mean, I think and also certain pickup trucks. I forgot which GMC truck, um, which some, some. Okay. Being from Missouri and being from a small town, you are going to need trucks. That is absolutely. But what pisses me off <laughs> what grinds my gears is when I do see a lot of people that do have trucks who do not work in construction. <laughs> like, why do you need a big ass pickup truck in an urban dwelling? Mm. I'm not saying ban pickup trucks. I'm not going that extreme, y'all. Right. It's just the fact that you, what, you, what you're what you saying too makes sense, Pam. You'd, you're wasting your money. You're adding to another bill, basically. You, $5 a gallon for a massive ass truck just for your luxury, you might want to trade it in, friend.
0: Yeah, Rolls wife Rolls Royce Culligan, fourteen miles per gallon, midsize station wagon. You know what though? If you've got, if Is you've got the bad? money for a Rolls Royce, and it's, but what? If you've got three hundred and thirty-five thousand three hundred and fifty dollars, then clearly you can afford. But, $5 a gallon when you're only getting wouldn't even 12. But that not
1: make sense to spend that much on a car that can't even hold gas that I much. I know, right? What's the point? These
0: ones are all super for rich people, and I don't I don't like that. I want, like, to know normal. What's the car with the worst gas mileage?
1: Yeah, at least get us something to under. But even if you do have that money for a Rolls Royce, Shame on rolls Royce for not even making a a car or a uh what is it was it was it a car or was it a wagon? It was
0: like a big thing. It yeah, was a, a big
1: truck ass wagon. Shame on you for <gasps> even
0: the Mini Cooper SE Hardtop gets 110 miles per gallon. <laughs> That's amazing. That's incredible. The Tesla gets 132 miles per gallon.
1: 132
0: miles. Yeah. Wow. The Chevy Bolt EV gets 120 miles per gallon. I heard
1: those are good cars, the Bolt. That's electric. Wow. Because those are electric cars. Because it's, yeah, they're hybrid or whatever. they're hybrid. Excuse me.
0: Uh, Some of the worst stuff, the BMW Z4, which would be like one of my favorite cars, is 28 miles to the gallon. The Toyota GR Supra, only 28 miles to the gallon. I guess, but if it's gas, that's not terrible. I don't know anymore. Yeah, gas I haven't is driven terrible. a car in so long. The Bugatti Chiron oh, Pure <laughs> Sport gets 9 miles to the gallon. Oh, a Bugatti? the Bugatti gets 9 miles to the gallon. Isn't that hilarious? It's the lowest gas that's just What's like
1: What's the point? It's a Bugatti. I So my question is this, (laughs) Pam, so if I'm going to spend a Bugatti, is probably about $250,000, right? $300,000 for the same price as the Royals. It's for the rappers. But even if I, even if I have that money, wouldn't you think my tank it should go for a little bit more in gas i'm spending all these g's sure. on this car and what by the way it depreciates as soon as it leaves the lot yeah what the so fuck is the point status you,
0: symbol for rich people yeah I that's I why mean, they
1: that's why a lot of entertainers lease these cars they really don't buy them that much they lease them sure but Even what's the point in having a Bugatti or something like that when I can only go around the corner or, or, (laughs) you know, serious. I'm paying, like, I'm going to have to go to a gas station like every couple of miles. Yeah,
0: exactly. What the fuck? Yeah, a Bugatti. I'm like,
1: I'm I'm stunning, right? I'm stunning, right? But I'm sorry, I got to go to Texaco first.
0: I just, like, can't imagine having enough, having the ability the financial liquidity to spend what a person could spend on a house, on a car. Like, $350,000 could get you a big house in a lot of places. Maybe not in California. <laughs> me- Maybe not in San Francisco. But in other places parts of the world in louisiana i bet you could get yourself a mansion
1: parts of the world and parts of the world true you know and the thing is I yeah i, I see obviously we know you mentioned it uh, a few seconds ago the status yeah. and anyone that comes from wealth and what have you would know better not to buy these cars right but a, a
0: maserati
1: right my buddy but has we a maserati know who they are what demographic that they are targeting And so you mentioned it and I caught it and you said, rappers <laughs> rapper. um, and entertainers. And the reason why, because they don't even realize they're getting duped and they don't even realize, because first of all, if if I'm a rapper and I just got my mill, yes, I am probably gonna stunt, but they're probably gonna take me to the, get me a Bugatti, right? But am I gonna ask them about the gas mileage? Well, of course
0: not. If you're a rich person, you would never ask about things like that. Why would you, what would be the point? That's the whole point of being rich. I'm
1: new rich, though. I ain't wealthy. I'm new rich. (laughs) Because because new rich, that's going to be their demographic. Because new rich, I don't mean it's going to last. I'm
0: just excited because we might get like... if, if we're a polling place I actually get some money for it so i just like I can make I can make up to like five hundred dollars each time because if I work it and then I get the space ba- and so but that's 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 my my point is that what's what is money what why status symbols just thing I mean I don't know I just we really don't need that that there is a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar car that exists it makes me very angry and that there's people that are spending that kind of money on that when I mean I guess i guess you don't not everybody's a humanitarian or
1: i mean i don't know you're always going to have those people but what i just find it really funny is like those people who do have these cars do you ask about the gas mileage (laughs) because what you're doing is actually you're polluting it even worse but you just spend it You just spend a lot of money on pollution. Yeah. So I just, it doesn't make sense to me. I I don't know.
0: Especially if they're rich and they're one of those people that like, global warming's an issue. It's like, you're driving a Bugatti.
1: (laughs) So um, what else is, uh,
0: what else is going on in in the sheriff's world?
1: So, uh, oh, by the way, happy MLK two days. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Uh, So, I, I will mention this. So every year on MLK Day, some fucking uh, somebody has to fuck up Martin Luther King Day with the tweets. Some white conservative or some Karen has to mock—not mock, but disregard what MLK Day is. Poor hiplo. I'm going to talk about Kristen cinema. So, mm-hmm. Kristen. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't know who Kristen Cinema is? Oh, she's no. a cunty cunt. So she and Joe Manchin are the ones that are withholding the voting rights in the filibuster. Um, now we are in midterms, and we are getting ready to vote. This is a voting year, and it looks like the um, we Congress, the Senate, has been trying to break the filibuster. But there are certain people in the Democratic Party, Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin. Who refused to get rid of the filibuster now if you know anything about voting rights the filibuster was used to for for segregation um, and so in 1965 when it was passed they got rid of the filibuster because it wouldn't have passed so Kristen Cinema decided to tweet on Monday our Martin Luther King Day uh, a Martin Luther King quote because the caucasity of it all and she was the one that went on the Senate floor on Thursday to say that we should not break the filibuster. We should get ten Republicans to join us for voting rights um If you know anything about history that's not how voting rights happened that's you, the vote the filibuster was has been there well, the filibuster is so that
0: you can you <laughs> if you don't want something to happen you can make it you could try to make it not happen by postponing the vote until you can try to convince people that they should see it your way so it's kind of a fun little loophole but it takes like people to be really p- passionate about whatever they're filibustering
1: and so you think and so th- this is the the uh, the thing is these people don't know their history about the filibuster and so you of course you got some you know people that tweet like your Tucker Carlson's like you know I Have a Dream speeches and all that but, you know it's funny when white supremacists love to quote Martin Luther King and they don't even, they're up they're basically against everything that M L K stood for I mean he was for free health care uh, the last year of his life he. So he went on strike with the garb uh, with the garbage men and women in Tennessee that was one of the last days uh I've been to the mountaintop is one of the best speeches I would have to say if they knew anything about that but anyway um so basically it, I I was just having a laugh right with a lot of uh, uh conservatives tweeting and talking about voting rights and I have a dream it, it's just I hate the fact every year some some stupid ass saltine has to come in and poison
0: the waters.
1: Thank can't you. we just
0: can't we just say he was a great man. He changed I the say world.
1: Nothing.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I rather you not say anything. Right, or then and then uh, what the other thing people will bring up and say? Oh well, he was a womanizer. You know what? I don't care. He's he was a great man. He changed flawed. the world. Everyone's he flawed. Changed the way that black people are treated, seen, respected. Uh, equal, we still don't have, I don't think equality, but set us on the path. So can we acknowledge, well, I, I just don't understand why it's like tear down or people will bring up like, uh, well, and then there were, uh, what was the name of that thing? There was uh, things, uh, affirmative action. Oh, affirmative action. Good. You know what? We need it for, we need more affirmative action. We need we need to stop. You said this earlier too about education and it should be free. Making education expensive is horrible because it. everyone should have the ability to reach whatever goals they want. Education is the key. By putting a cap or making it a financial agreement, you block people out from the ability to move ahead. We should never put a cap on someone's ability. If they are smart if they have the ability to potentially be an astronaut or a doctor, and you don't give them access to education, you're basically saying th- that they're not. You're taking away the equality. We should have equal access to education everywhere, and we should have free access to education.
1: So I found I, I found I, the article. So McCarthy and cinema trolled uh, as tone deaf over voting rights after MLK remembrance tweets. So this is from Newsweek. Um, Social media users called out tone-deaf politicians for paying tribute to Martin Luther King while blocking a bill that would expand voting rights, exactly what King fought for. Many legislators shared posts honoring King on Monday in a celebration of birthday, but some phrased scrutiny for their refusal to pass legislation, which has received the support of Dr. King's family. The bill would expand voting access across the United States and restore key provisions of the Voting Rights Act of 1965. The House of Representatives passed the bill last week with only Democratic backing, and now it faces a steep challenge in the Senate. Uh, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, a Republican from California, wrote on Twitter, get this, from the halls of Ebenezer Baptist Church to the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, hashtag MLK, spent his life spreading what he called the gospel of freedom. He never gave up and never preached hate. His words and example <laughs> inspired us today as we celebrate a great American MLK day. You know who Kevin McCarthy is, right? No. Other than a Republican, like I just said. Yeah. Um, he's an insurrectionist. He was <gasps> the guy that was on the phone with Trump <sighs> saying, Send, oh, send out the fucking troops. January 6 Yeah, he's a January 6 mm. Um, And then, mm. let me finish this one. Some were quickly pointed out that not a single member of the Republican caucus voted for the bill. Representative Eric Swalwell of California, Democrat, uh, Democrat wrote, this pathetic hypocrite spends 364 days a year opposing voting rights and then shamelessly tweets this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... And, and then uh, Sergeant Hugo Stickless said, pass the John Lewis Voting Act then. Um, and see, let's see. And then there is Kristen Cinema, the one I just talked yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Who, is, who is a Democrat, Democrat, Cinema, <laughs> an Arizona Democrat, also faced criticism from people over her stance of the bill. Today, we remember the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King, she wrote. This is the woman I just talked about that was on the Senate floor last week saying that she opposes breaking the filibuster for voting rights. Although she supports the bill itself, she also opposes changing a Senate rule known as a filibuster to pass it. The filibuster requires at least 60 votes to end debate and legislation. In an evenly divided Senate, that means 10 Republicans would have to vote to end the debate. None have expressed any indication. so kristen cinema who calls herself a bisexual woman i don't know yeah, whatever she it, it's the tone deafness of it all every year it it's like someone has to desecrate and and take down the meaning of what martin luther king day is about in voting rights yeah. we're like up a up, uphill battle right now and even people in our own fucking party yeah insurrection
0: well we know that uh, the United uh, really it's all a sham and uh, uh, but we still voting is important it's the one part of our democratic process that can work and I understand that on a large scale like with the with the presidential electoral college just put that aside but in actual voting like the 15th of February that are local voting that deals with state city local stuff voting really works and it's the only way to get things done that's the real way that people get that's how people become your sheriff that's how people judges. become your judges that you learn it's it's a voting it's a democratic process so please engage in that and when i hear people that say especially comedians i get mad at them and they're like i don't vote there's no point in it Ugh. Okay, don't vote for president. That's fine. If you Right don't in. think it's fine. But when it comes to local government Thank you. Voting is real. It's important. And if you don't vote, then don't complain. Because uh, London breed, then vote. Especially (laughs) your judges. All of that stuff.
1: Do you understand how important your district attorneys, your judges, the sheriff like you mentioned? Yes. Like, the judges, like, there's so many horrible judges right now on the bench that need to fucking go. District attorneys, that's another thing that we have not been paying attention to. Sure. Because we get lost in the... It's part of our
0: democratic process. Be involved. Read. I I got the thingy in the mail. Read Read about the... (laughs) February 15th, get read up, go vote. Midterms, baby. And then hopefully hopefully, Mutiny Radio becomes a polling place for
1: awesome.
0: December and January. That would be super exciting. Or June and June, November. June to November. June and November. Yeah,
1: you're going to be in the heart of it. I think
0: it would be amazing because it's, I just see it as an opportunity to for people to come to Mutiny Radio and be like, oh, this is a community space. And then to be like, yeah, come see comedy here. Come see comedy at Ociento. Come see comedy at Atlas. So, I'm all about this fucking community.
1: <laughs> so when, when this becomes a polling place, and because I'm, I'm optimistic, I think you should definitely get the news people down here and involved, especially because this is kind of like a, this is an established uh, place that's been here for a long time. And the fact that it's a community, rate. Right? I mean, the word community. Oh.
0: So the thing is, we might not be ADA compliant. Oh. American with Disabilities Act. He has to oh, find out.
1: Chair. Okay, we have to find out.
0: Right, that's what the, the letter said. But we're gonna find out. Okay, maybe because why? of the bathroom.
1: I don't know, but I've never used
0: a bathroom at a polling place, so I don't know.
1: Hmm. Okay, I
0: wonder yeah. how to make myself ADA complaint. Well, um, any other any other uh, things you want to share before
1: we? Uh, Wrap up uh, this uh, lovely... I have no events as of right now because of Omicron. Thanks for canceling them. Ooh. <laughs> but uh, I, I just registered to vote or I'll kill you. Yeah, register to vote. <laughs> Get
0: out there and vote for the 15th. Vote for the- Thea Selby. Selby. And um, come see some comedy this week or next week or any day. Six days a week I produce shows, so... It's, it's a
1: sunny day. Come, come on
0: around. out. Yeah, this Saturday is going to be insane at atlas come out tonight at asiento tomorrow bar and dolores friday here uh i'll be at alameda comedy saturday night seven o'clock and then next week joke workshop monday um omg tuesday is a great open mic i had so much fun last night oh my god I saturday so much night fun. you
1: said at alameda
0: saturday at alameda yeah okay it's outdoor too it's outdoor so
1: it's like I safe i might try to go to that Ooh. one because my cousin lives in oakland oh. and so that'll be okay It'll I, be a I fun think night I out to to yeah it's um and it's
0: a, a really diverse lineup. It's um there's an Asian guy, uh and uh like a kind of like a Persian looking guy, a white guy, me, and a black guy. So we're all over the map there. Uh, Patrick Ford is great at booking. He always has diverse lineups, and I'm excited that I'm the only girl. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um so yeah, come see some comedy. Please go out, register to vote, 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 pre-vote, and um, care about what's going on in your community, everybody. Have a great week. Try not to drink too much. <laughs> Smoke more weed, eat more weed, eat, eat more, more weed. weed, get rid of COVID. Um, thanks, everybody. Thank you, Sheriff of Truth, you're amazing. Yay. Bye. you Yeah. Right on. Hey, good good work, Jason.
2: I just, had to, uh, just do something.
0: Being on the ones and twos. Has I, it together. Love it.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm a natural. What can I say? He
0: absolutely is. You guys are all going to be listening to The Purge on Thursdays from 8 to 10. New show, new format, great stuff. Uh, Mutiny Radio, we have like 44 shows now, and they're all so different and bizarre. You even said you were going to do some sports, right?
2: Yes. That's just one of my passions is sports, and, you know, fact that uh, some of my favorite sports teams are, uh, well, they suck right now. Well, they don't suck. The but 40 Winos? Nope. I'm um, originally from Indiana, so I oh, love the Colts. Oh, the
0: Colts. Hey, um, my friend Victor of the JV Sports Show on Thursdays from 6 to 8, huge, huge Colts fan. And I always thought it was funny that Andrew Luck played for them because their symbol is the horseshoe symbol, and it's a lucky symbol. And then Andrew Luck was their Quarterback. Yeah, I think that's really cute.
2: I think, despite what they may say in their front office, I think they purposefully sucked so they could get him in the really? draft. Really, that's oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, there was a whole uh, grassroots conspiracy theory. You know, they they suck for luck.
0: Wow.
2: And I, I'd be uh, inclined to buy into that, but uh also a big pacers fan they oh, okay. they, they were the, the latest victim to the 23 red
0: hot. and 0 oh, 23 and 0 oh warriors
2: over this season including last season they're up to 27 they tied the Miami Ugh. Heat for second longest uh winning streak
0: that's amazing they're going to beat that that bulls winning streak here uh, that's going what is that 32 games wouldn't that be amazing oh yeah
2: yeah 33 the i think 33 by the 71 72 la lakers they
0: just can't be beat uh so this is interesting news yesterday i was um hanging out with a baby, as I do on Tuesdays. And we like to go down to um, the big park in front of City Hall because he likes to play soccer. He's two, and he's really good at soccer, and he likes to kick around the ball. And it's this big, huge, flat area where nothing is dangerous, and he can push the cart around, and we, I can follow him around with a soccer ball for like an hour. So for me, it works out really well. It's clean. It's not difficult to avoid the questionably housed people because we just, there's, it's such a big space right there in front of City Hall. Well. Right before that's going to happen, I see a grouping of people. And I look at Jude. And I say, hey, something democratic is going to happen. People are going to exercise their right uh, to speak in public on the steps of the hall. And it's getting bigger and bigger. And we get closer. And it's Warriors Ground SF. It's a group in San Francisco that's trying to get the Warriors to come to the city. And they're saying, we want this amazingly successful team. We've been trying to get them for 13 years. It's time to let us build stadium here, uh, like in the Hunter's Point area, and uh, help the community by bringing the Warriors here. And uh, they were giving away free t-shirts, and I I got one for my boyfriend. And it's really cool. It's blue, and it says, um, Warriors Ground SF. And they're trying to get the Warriors to move here, which
2: in a I way, mean, isn't that moving back to San Francisco? Because I, I believe they were uh, known as the San Francisco Warriors for a while. There. Were they? I'm not entirely sure. I have not verified that particular uh, supposition, but... I have heard it in uh, passing conversations that uh, they were the San Francisco Warriors at some point in time. Uh, Anybody that wants to uh, correct me or tell me I'm a big fat liar and a fat mouth, uh, give us (laughs) a call here, 415 550 0511.
0: Perfect. Yeah, uh, but Warrior Ground itself. So there are all these people uh, doing great speeches, and and the local, um, like the electricians were behind them. That was the whole thing is that people want to build a stadium because that brings so many jobs into San Francisco for all the local.
2: the unions. Uh, the
0: union guys, yeah. to build
2: laborers and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Like,
0: yeah. And then it cr- would create so many more jobs because you'd have the vendors and you would have, it would be, it would be a big boon uh, for the community. And, uh, and they took the 49ers away.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know.
0: And they took the 40 winos back to, or to Santa Clara, which uh, hurts my feelings on a really deep level.
2: Yeah. And, and I'm kind of kind of conflicted about the idea of them coming to San Francisco simply because of this. Uh, They went, the Niners went to Santa Clara, you know, big, shiny new stadium, we're going to, you know, make this uh, the new hub for the Bay Area football teams, and well, they suck, and there's been complaints about the stadium, there's been complaints. Parking. Parking's just freaking horrible.
0: Ruining the whole freeway system that's ruined anyway over in that part of the, the South Bay is like a, a spider web of stupid freeways just everywhere. Blech. And we just didn't, they built this big thing, but it's like now all the people are coming to it and they don't, it's, it's. I heard that, okay, I'm not speaking very well right now because I'm flustered, but I had a friend who went to a game and they said it ended at like eight o'clock and they didn't get home until one in the morning back to the city. You're kidding. Cause they couldn't get out of the parking lot and then the entire freeway system was shambles. And it took them five hours to get from the game to their house. Which, if it's in the way. city, you can use public transportation. Like, there, it, that's the other thing. It's, like, impossible to get there via Caltrain or whatever else. It, they, they built it and said, oh, if we build it, they will come. But you have to have the routes for people to get there, you dumb fucks. I
2: don't think they really thought the infrastructure through uh, enough. I mean, as mm-hmm. far as the stadium, beautiful stadium, from, you know, I've, other than the turf has got problems. But, so you know, nice little building they got there. But I don't think they – they must have been smoking some sherm or some PCP when they didn't uh, think about, uh, you know, how people are going to get to and from that particular venue.
0: Absolutely. And how much it costs. I mean, parking alone is like 50 bucks or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's the parking. What. So, so what? I, I – And I, the I, tickets. I, it's like, what? But sports is big money, so –
2: it is unfortunately, uh, especially with the NFL freaking juggernaut uh, sporting organization in this country hands down undisputed, undefeated champion uh, at least for the last 40 years. Now the other thing that I was wondering about is I kind of dig Oakland you know they don't have really much going for them right now.
0: Well uh, yeah they well that's the, the thing they do have is that Bart goes right to the Oakland Coliseum. Oh that which is, is sweet. amazing.
2: You know, uh, I, I got a chance to go to Oakland for, I think, the first time. No, the second time I've been, uh, this past Sunday. And uh, it was really cool to get on the BART and just know that, hey, I'm underneath, you know, billions of gallons of frickin' water, right? there. Oh, that
0: scares me, too.
2: That... <laughs> kind of freaks me out. But, you know, it was kind of cool just to putz around Oakland. And, I, you know, it's not a bad not a bad little town.
0: Yeah, well, it's coming up. There's a I mean, there's a lot of great restaurants. There's a great beer scene. They have um, Jack Lennon Square is lovely. They have, I mean, you can get really great um what are they called Chartsu Bao in, in Chinatown down there and there's I mean it's lovely. Lake Merritt is nice. It's not a terrible place. Uh, <laughs> they have in and outs over there.
2: Oh yeah they're civilized. <laughs> they're, they're civilized. They're
0: civilized. But I mean it's not it's not the city, so I'm I'm definitely not planning on trans I'll do anything I can to try to stay here.
2: Oh, I agree. Um, I would agree.
0: So I bought tickets because my, my boyfriend jumped up in our anniversaries on Christmas and I bought him Raider tickets for Christmas Eve. And they're still affordable.
2: That's oh, that, that is cool.
0: Those, um, the tickets. I mean, there were a lot of um, extra fees tacked on top, but the tickets themselves were only seventy-five bucks a piece.
2: That is really freaking reasonable for an NFL game.
0: And that's what I thought. Cause I'm like, I used to go like the Chargers. They were way more than that, and the Chargers have sucked forever.
3: Oh um, yes. And I
0: guess the Raiders have sucked for a long time, but now they're actually kind of looking good, and maybe next year they'll look. I mean, I don't think they're going to make it to the wild card this year. Just, no, no, uh, it's, it's, it's not, not going to happen.
2: They got a great foundation, though.
0: They've they've got they've got the young players, and uh, they're gonna they, they're gonna pull it together. Next year, I think we're going to see a lot from the Raiders. But it's going to be exciting to see, and they're playing the Chargers that day. So it's the Raiders playing the Chargers, and I used to live in San Diego for twelve years, so. San Diego Super Chargers, <laughs> yeah. San Diego Chargers. Is it
2: true that uh, a gentleman that owned MasterCard actually, the one uh, who nicknamed him the Chargers, he was like the. I heard that he was the uh, original owner for the San Diego Chargers, the guy who, who founded know. MasterCard or something like that, why they were called the know. Chargers.
0: Oh, that's funny. But I'm <clears throat> sh- yeah. Uh, well, I, I've. I, that's, that would be, I wonder if that's true because that's really fun. But it's like a, because there's no lightning down there either. So like a lightning bolt, charger, yeah. Just a it,
2: random image to put thought. on a Good helmet. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, fun fact, uh, the Chargers are my ex-wife's favorite football team. So uh, yeah, I, I won't hold uh, their success or failure against you. Just my ex-wife.
0: Oh, no, no, no. And you know what? It, you don't even have to worry about it because they can't win a postseason game. No matter how well they do during the season, like, the, and they'll even win their first postseason game, but they can never win the second postseason. It, it, it happened, like, all the way through the mid-thousands. They were doing great all season. Blah! And then all of a sudden at the end, it was that kicker. It was that damn kating. Um, there were, It was just a despondency in the street. I remember picking up my ex-husband from, he had season tickets and I wasn't allowed to go because I was a wife, um, but I would still be nice enough to stay sober and go pick him and his friends up from the game. And when they lost the 2nd postseason game, and I think it was like in 2005 when it was, Anna, it was the Katie to K, it started to rain and mist in San Diego, and the streets were just like silent with despondency as I'm driving up to the stadium to pick them up, and everyone's just like, "Mm -hmm." it's like, come on, you guys, if you've been Charger fans for eight years, you know they can't win a postseason game. You think it's going to happen this year? Come on.
2: You know who's really not losing any sleep over the Chargers' uh, inability to win a Super Bowl? Drew Brees. Right. Like, oh, you want to trade me because of bum shoulder? All right, I can roll with that. And now you guys can suck it.
0: Uh, absolutely. And I, one of my favorite players was um, Ladainian Tomlinson. And, and I, even even when he moved to the Jets, I was still a fan. And um, and I like to listen to listen to him do his little commentary now on the TVs. I don't know which network he works oh, for. Oh, I
2: loves me some Ladainian Tomlinson. Yeah, he, he's he's good. People.
0: LT. And then poor Junior Seau, that was the other Charger that was just such a sad, sad thing. And and this actually ties into that new movie Concussion. I don't know if you've heard about I it. I was
2: just listening to uh, Mike and Mike in the morning this morning, and they were talking about that movie, and it's the first time I'd heard about it. And they they talked about Junior Seau as well. I really liked him. He was a hell of a hell of a guy, not only on the field but off the field. Absolutely. Uh, I- even though he went to USC, and I can't really stand <laughs> USC, but I didn't hold that against him. Sure. And it was tragic, a, a true tragedy to somebody with a. a a huge heart that he did uh, suffer such a, an ending because of traumatic brain injury. And,
0: and that's the thing. We didn't think at the time. I, I just thought, oh, the pressure of everything got too much. I thought that because his, his restaurant started not doing very well. So the rumor going around San Diego at the time was that, well, his restaurant wasn't doing well. And he was he was fearing bankruptcy and all these kinds of things. And so he killed himself. And but that it would be a traumatic brain injury kind of that he I heard that he just wasn't the same and when your head gets hit that many times like we've just never talked about it that that much I, I know one person with traumatic brain injury and they are not all there um and the, and the thing that gets confusing for them is they used to be all there and they remember being all there, but they can't do it. And so then they get really, like, angry because they're like, why aren't you listening to me? And it's like, well, because you're wrong. Yeah. But it's because their brain injury isn't thinking. It's sort of like they keep their ego, but their abilities sort of degrade. And so then that interplay play of, like, I used to know this. I used to be great. It's like, oh, okay, well, things are a little different now. And, like, accepting that, I think might be. Uh,
2: that kind of tied back into uh, Sweet Gail's uh, Need for Acceptance yeah. thing she was talking about. Yeah. But So yeah, I'm going to have to check that movie out.
0: Yeah, Concussion. That's, uh, everybody look it up. And uh, I mean, what's that? that's the thing. This always trips me out. Uh, sports is a huge industry.
2: Multi-billion dollars.
0: Huge. All of it. Uh, NBA, NFL, MLB, uh, NHL. I already said NHL. No. No, I didn't, okay, NHL. So we have all of these, and the soccer, like we're not even talking about the premier soccer leagues. All right, and the oldest like, organized sport would probably be, be soccer, but the rest of them really came around the turn of the century. So you've got basketball, like 1896, and, and that's before they even cut the bottom of the baskets out. So this is 115 years ago. This stuff didn't even exist. And now we've created this industry that's enormous. And that's only 115 years. That's like in our grandparents' grandparents' lifetime. That's like three generations within three generations. I mean, if you think within four generations there was slavery, yeah. So in in that you know 200 years, we've had a lot of changes. Uh-huh. And uh, but it, it blows my mind that this stuff didn't even exist, and now we're just building huge stadiums and teams and tickets and all of this money this industry came out of something that didn't even exist and i I guess i could say the same thing for computers right like computers only came out what the first computer was like in the 60s yeah and then they got and even in the 70s they were still the size of this entire building and then now we have we walk around with computers in our hand and we throw them away and we get new ones yeah I just i don't know where the world is going can it keep expanding it's such like a
2: i don't think it can on a on a and be i don't think it's sustainable it, it is not uh, infinitely sustainable uh, with the juggernaut that sports has uh turned itself into the need i think it's almost to a a, a roman gladiator type of level right there yeah. we, we just want to see the bigger hits we want to see the bigger dunks we want to see somebody getting posterized we want to see uh somebody uh, a victor, somebody, a victim in the, in the world of sports. And, and
0: then the other side of it is the merchandising where, I mean, this has been the thing that's been tripping me out, and they're just, they're such geniuses, is that football ostensibly is three, it's like three months. And every month, they choose a different uniform. In September, it's their regular uniform. In October, and with all of the hoodies and jackets and hats that go with it. And then in October, it's Women's Breast Cancer Month. So everything's pink. And there's pink jerseys, and there's pink outfits, and it's pink, pink, pink. by the pink thing. And then in November, it was military. military. And everything was camo, and there was a hat. It's the same thing. So basically, they just made it so that they can have three. You can buy three different hats if you like the Chargers. You can buy three different sweatshirts if you like the Colts. And people... Do this.
2: They even have hats that have absolutely no resemblance to the actual team colors because people love collecting sports hats. Right. Um, Another. They're geniuses. Yeah. Baseball
0: hats for football. Does anybody see this as stupid? It's a baseball hat. It's a football team.
2: It's genius.
0: You know, also, a genius
2: is actually opening up a line of clothing specifically designed for women. Because for the longest time. With the NFL. With the NFL. That right there just took it to that next level.
0: Absolutely. It's crazy. Well, and and women have been getting more into sports, and they want us to, and that's why they put the ladies on the sidelines, and they make them say smart things about football because they want more women to watch the games. It's really hard for me to spend an entire Sunday watching three football games, though. Or the red zone when you're just like back and forth and all the different games it's just hard for me to stay interested for that long you said you have knitting
2: i do have my knitting
0: that's you know what i see that as a really positive i i could maybe crochet while i was watching some football or bake well
2: thankfully for me i actually uh, you know i'm at work on sunday so if i'm lucky i'll catch maybe like a half right which in the grand scheme of things is Probably a good thing because I would be that guy that will be there from eight AM from Sunday NFL count on Right. All the way to the last uh, play on Sunday night.
0: It's my boyfriend Jonathan. But we already <laughs> we've already like made the deal where I'm like, Sundays are yours during football season. You can I'm just, there you go. But it wasn't really a sacrifice for me because my ex-husband had the um, season tickets. Mm -hmm. So he was gone on Sundays anyways at all the home games. So he was like, ugh, you're not here on Sunday, whatever. Football. Um, And you know, I I like an excuse to drink. Sometimes on a Sunday, that, that's fun to watch football all day and just get stupid wasted and yell at the TV. I prefer hockey.
2: Oh, that, I would love to see a hockey.
0: LA game. is, or LA, but um, NFL is fine with me. Uh, you pulled something up for us.
2: Yeah, we got uh, nice little cameo appearances from Donald Trump that's throughout the right. years.
0: Let's go back to the big asshole Donald Trump. So he, seriously... Uh, was in a bunch of movies, so we're going to kind of listen to uh, him on those, and then we'll be right back on the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Jason and Pam.
4: Sir, it is my esteemed pleasure to introduce Mr.
0: and Mrs. Donald Trump. This is on The Fresh Prince of bel
3: You here. You look great. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Um, Donald owns this restaurant. Oh. Uh, this is my friend Mike McNeil.
5: Hey, just... listen, are you begging her? Huh? Are you?
3: No, no we, we just met. Well, call me, Liz. Oh, sure. Thanks,
0: Okay, boys, it's time to get serious. So let me tell you that
3: uh, all
4: the money that I win from you tonight is the first income I've gotten that's not been garnished by the Bank of Margot. I hope you have a good lawyer. (laughs) Donald, listen, it's 50 cents to open. Okay, here's a newsflash. You're rich, (laughs) all right?
3: And I didn't get rich by throwing away quarters. (laughs) All right, okay.
0: Samantha, a cosmopolitan, and Donald Trump. You just don't get more New York than that. Look at this, right here on the street! It's Donald Trump!
3: <laughs> what are you, morons? Wade! The Drew Carey Trump? Show. I hear Kelson finally dumped you.
5: Not exactly, no. We, know we just came to a mutual understanding that she couldn't ban me for another second. Well,
4: yes, <laughs> <laughs> <blessed>. Donald. Donald. <laughs> Mr. Trump here wrote The Art of the Deal. Then he wrote a new bestseller, The Art of the Comeback. Two books. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Donnie. 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 Hey. Donald Trump, hey. I'd like you to meet. Oh, what am I talking about? All you handsome zillionaires know each other. <laughs> Donald, <Donnie.
4: laughs> oh. Maxwell Sheffield, how do you do? you is going to crash and burn and take his clients with him.
3: Excuse me. I'm here with Donald Trump. For God's sake, how long is it going to be? I have checks sitting
5: on two tables. Ah, Miss Ayers, how nice to see you. I have Mr. Cuddy's usual table. Hey, Cuddy? Sorry, Frank, but I'm gonna go crash and burn with Cuddy. Call me, please.
3: Hi, Dad. It's me. You're going to be so proud of me, I'm going to win this race.
5: Waldo, you're the best son money can buy.
3: Thanks, Dad.
5: Look, without Derek Zoolander, male modeling wouldn't be what it is today. Actually, hiring Eddie was my idea from the beginning.
4: Excuse me, where's the
3: lobby? Down the hall and to the left.
4: Thanks. O'Donnell is here, live, on Monday Night.
3: Okay, kids, make it fast. I've got a plane to catch.
1: We've created a magazine. Mr. Trump, we give you... SCATCHY!
0: There it was. Uh, that was crazy. Uh, those were Donald Trump, and there's more of them, too. There's more cameos. But those are just some TV and movie cameos. And that doesn't even include uh, him on The Apprentice, the however many billions of seasons.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure they just needed to fill the airtime or something, so they kept him on.
0: He's a famous guy.
2: I think I might have inspired Honey Boo Boo.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm not entirely sure. But.
0: Oh, I was thinking about her this morning when I was drinking my coffee on the bus, and there was a child who was being um, unruly. And I thought, oh, it's like the go go juice of Honey Boo Boo, and they'd give her a Mountain Dew and she'd be Mommy, I want my go-go juice. I want my go-go juice.
2: That makes a lot of sense now, because I always have a rock star at work, and guys at the the job are always telling me, you got your Honey Boo Boo go-go juice, and I had never understood what the they're talking about. Thank you for bringing some clarity to
3: my life.
0: Yeah, no problem. Uh, I sometimes yell at parents uh, on the bus or when they're getting on the bus or off the bus, when they hand their child an orange Fanta, it's not orange juice. Fanta is not orange juice. It's not? No.
2: Are you serious?
0: (laughs) We just, we pump our kids full of sugar and then we sit them in front of the TV. And then we're like, I wonder why their brains are, they can't focus. I wonder why they all have ADHD and they can't focus on anything. Because if you watch a commercial, and this is my own personal theory, but if you watch a commercial and you count... The times that the camera flashes to a different scene, so like, in a thirty-second commercial for cereal straws or something, you're gonna have ninety shots. So it's like, you know, blah, over here, it's like, duh, 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 and it keeps switching. Like their eye has something else to look at, like three times like, a second.
2: I'm thinking like the old Batman <laughs> episodes, you know, pow, bam, blamo, but more like a.
0: More like scenes. Yeah, scene, 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 scene. A commercial is basically just like pull, pulling up, and we'll just we won't even we won't even listen to it. We'll just just put up like any what is a commercial? What are kids? What do kids want right now? Look up like a Star Wars toy commercial. Oh or, yeah,
2: how about a Toys R Us. Uh,
0: yeah, a toy. Perfect, Toys R Us commercial. It doesn't even have to be a classic one.
2: All righty, let's see what we got. It here. It can be
0: just a Toys R Us commercial. And we'll see, and we'll just we'll just count the times that the camera re-switches to another something. Okay, so that's wait. Start, start it again. Start it again. Okay. It's already started. Okay, so this is toys or exactly what you wish for. And here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 18. How many seconds was that?
2: Oh, that was 30 seconds.
0: That was 30 seconds. There were 18 camera shots. And that's just a regular old commercial.
2: That's freaking frightening, right there. That, right, that really is.
0: And we wonder, and we wonder why. Why are our kids? Why can't they focus in school? Because you have one teacher standing up there in front of a chalkboard writing things down. They are bored out of their fucking minds. There's 18 different camera shots in one commercial, and that isn't even the show. Like, it's it's crazy. And then and then people wonder what, like what, what's going on? We're training them. When you put a child in front of a TV and you just get their eyes trained and then you give them an iPad and they swipe left and then there's a pop-up ad on the side that's constantly popping up. Like, we don't think that this is somehow imprinting upon them the world.
2: I I think uh, as well as contributing to the ADHD is the sense of instant gratification too.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Buy this now. Get it now. Oh, and yeah, kids can't wait for anything.
2: Patience truly is a virtue sometimes.
0: Well, it is. And I mean, it's patience. Wanting things builds character. Like every time I was little and I'd want something um, my grandma would say, um, I'd say like, um, oh, I want... I want uh, a new Barbie doll. And she'd be like, I want world peace, but it doesn't seem like anybody's gonna get what they want today, does it? (laughs) Wanting things builds character. That's what she would say. Wanting things builds character. That's true. It's good to want things, because then maybe you'll do things to get the thing you want.
2: Exactly. You could ask for anything you want, but it doesn't mean you're gonna necessarily get it.
0: Yeah, not unless, but that's the other thing we're teaching our kids is that if you're a good looking little kid, you can kind of get what you want. Good-looking little girls. I mean, I would be interesting to do a, like a little feminist study of three-year-old girls and ones that are like traditionally cute and ones that are like you know kind of slobbering and maybe they have boogers or something. Maybe their hair isn't like brushed into cute little ringlets or they're just not as adorable. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe one eye is a little wonky or something. And just sort of like follow them around and see how their if their worldview is at all different because of the way they look, and their cuteness factor.
2: Yeah, and especially with the little girls, you know, basically brainwashed from an early age, you know, good little girls act like this. Good little girls act like that and if you act outside of those particular parameters, you're a bitch. Yeah. You know, an ind- a true independent, self-assured, confident woman is more often than not portrayed as a bitch.
0: Absolutely. You can't uh, you can't be can't be smart. Being smart uh, is not what what you want as as a girl. They want you to the only thing they want you to open your mouth for is to stick a dick in it. Am I right? Oh, I yeah, right? yeah,
2: pretty much. Don't man. let the words come
0: out. Just put the dick in uh, the I, mouth. I'll, I'll, um, I'll
2: own it. because it's, uh,
0: it's sad, but it's, I mean, and, and we're, we're I, and it isn't, even, it isn't even porn or anything like that. It's just the way that, I have a, I have a new joke I'm working on, and it goes something like this. Um, men are men, and yep. women are women, and you can be male, or you can be female, so like our suffix subjugates us, right there. Yeah. Like we're not. Me- why? Why do we have to have a word that says that we're different? But I mean, we do. And I know boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. <laughs> but um, it just when our power structure and like how that sits, it, it it makes me sad sometimes. Uh, I I am I am I am such a feminist. They own it.
2: I, yeah, know, I, I, I cannot fault you in, in the least, right there. Something that uh, I had told to me a while back that uh, I notice a lot more when I'm out on, the, you know, in the city, just walking around, is people that look at each other as true partners will tend to walk side by side. Oh yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. takes a lead. Nobody falls behind. Sure. But the, the scary part is, is there's usually a guy walking in front of a girl, you know, because whatever social acceptance behavior you want to call it as. Whether or not she's a strong woman or not, maybe there's just something in the back of her psyche saying, okay, well, I'm somehow inferior, which is complete bullshit.
0: Second Wi-Fi's down.
2: Yeah. <laughs> second
0: Wi-Fi's down.
2: <laughs> I have no idea what you just said, but that's S- pretty Second
0: fun. Wi-Fi's down. Whenever I hang out with them, whenever I'm the third wheel, like with a couple, like in there walking or whatever, and I'm friends with both of them or whatever, um, sometimes I'll yell at them, second Wi-Fi is down, because I'm the second wife, and it's like, I think it's funny.
2: Oh, that, uh, you know. okay. No, no, I get yeah, you. second
0: wife. Because, uh, you know, men get to have so many wives, good times. Uh, I don't know how to solve the world's problems, but we try every Wednesday from noon to 2 here on the AltaCast on MutinyRadio.fm, brought to you by the wonderful, amazing people at Alta California Botanicals. Best medical marijuana tink in the biz. Also, you should know that they are one of the main sponsors for our first annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival that's coming up here at the station March 2nd through 6th. It's going to be five shows a night, 24 shows in five days. Actually, 25 if you count the special one. We're having at Brainwash on... Uh, Saturday, March 5th. It's going to be a free show with free beer. Can you can you believe it? What? I know. It's going to be huge. Uh, but every other show is going to be here at the station. Uh, there will be hour-long shows. The tickets are $7 a piece, $30 if you buy the day pass, 150 if you buy the entire festival pass. And if you do that, you get access to the headliner show, which is going to be amazing. We are working on a national headliner right now which would be incredible to have. It would be a coup, I might say. But either way, we have 24 comedians from all over the United States and Canada. Uh, We have Canada, Italy, Georgia, um, Michigan, Massachusetts, Texas, uh, Oregon, Washington, New York.
2: Is Puerto Rico represented?
0: No, no Puerto Rico. Damn. No. Uh, We do have some Latinos in the show. We have dronos. I, there's a couple Latinos, actually, and I, I did the breakdown to make sure that we were all over the board. Um, we have a couple gays. We have a trance. We've got, nice. a, we've got some dikey girls. We've got some big girls. We've got a stripper. Uh, what day have, is that one on? That is the underwear show that's going to be on, I think it's on Friday the 4th. Um, but there's an under, underwear only uh, show. There's... I mean, we've got we've got white guys, we've got black guys, we've got Asian guys, we've got we're we're, we're we got guys with beards, we have got fat guys, we got skinny guys.
2: It's a comedic United Nations have, going on we here. We do. We
0: got guys with long hair. Uh, we got clean comics. It, it really, it's a we're super across the board uh, feminists. It's going to be a lot of fun, and there's almost half of uh, the people who are performing are women. So. Uh, out of the 24 from uh, out of town that are coming, eight are women and uh, one is trans. So maybe that makes it nine. I'm not... I, I would say that we have nine women. Go
2: nine, yeah.
0: Nine, nine out of 24, which That's is almost awesome. half. So I'm pretty proud of that. And um, so you guys uh, stay tuned for it. We're going to be podcasting. We're going to be broadcasting live all of the shows, podcasting them as well. It's only a 40-seat venue, so you're going to have to get your tickets early as soon as I figure out how to release them. It's going to be a lot of fun, though. Um, If you guys like comedy. Yeah, good old details. I know. My performance license. Got to get that. Uh, But yeah, performance. Please, you guys, um, go to your local dispensary and ask for my name, Alta California Botanicals. They're one of the big sponsors of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016, March 2nd through 6th. Our other sponsor is PBR. And someone asked me, like, how did you get PBR to be a sponsor? I said, well, you know, I have a PBR tattoo on my neck.
2: <laughs> that's what that is. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a blue... This, was, this is not a mistake, let me tell you. My 33rd birthday, I was so drunk and... Um, I went into my favorite tattoo artist and I said, I wanna get a blue ribbon on my neck and underneath it I wanted to say I win because I win a lot of things too. Like I win contests and I win, I win a lot. I just always win and I feel like a winner even though other people think I'm a loser. I think I'm a winner. I think a neck tattoo automatically sort of says loser but then it says I win. The irony there, it's twisted, makes me really happy. Um, So I got this tattoo on my 33rd birthday and I continued, I got in there and my tattoo artist Lucas was like, I'm i drunk, it's 11 a.m. I'm like, it's I cannot be drunk, it's 11 a.m. And he's I was like, I've only had one PBR. And he's like, what did you drink last night? I'm like, okay, fair enough. Um, so after the tattoo, I went and I, I drank all day. My birthday was on a Sunday that year. And that night, I fell apart. Like I was like on the street, like sitting in this alcove, like being all sad. And my neck was like bleeding because I drank so much that my tattoo was sort of bleeding out. And there's blood and one of my friends walked by me and she was like, Pam. Pam? I was like, yeah. And she's like, I didn't even recognize you. You look horrible. What is going on with your neck? And I was like, oh that's my tattoo And I guess someone took me home that night and helped me um, not die on the streets of San Francisco. Very nice. But um, I ended up having to get the tattoo uh, touched up. Because it bled out so much that it looked just sort of like a bluish blob b- thing underneath kind it. Of abstract
2: Picasso thing.
0: Right. And so um, my tattoo artist touched it up for me for free a week later. And then he was like, Pam, I got so much flat because I gave you a neck tattoo. And then you like fucked up, and would be all fucked up about it. And I was like, dude, that's my second neck tattoo. Like there's no, the onus is completely off you on that one. I've had a neck tattoo since I was 20. So I've been fucking my life up since the beginning of time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> You're I, good. I, don't
0: give, I don't give a fuck. Um but PBR is a sponsor, so thank you.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah. All right, what do we uh what do we have up next?
2: Oh they're on your side. Uh, oh that's
0: right. Little. Okay.
2: I guess mellow listening wish i could start hearing these uh the song on the elevator it'd be awesome
0: i, I really love the red hot chili peppers and they are one of those bands that are they're timeless you can listen to their music um, from their first albums in the early 90s and they still sound fresh today um i'm a big fan of flea and uh and i love him as an actor too i think he's such a weirdo you know
2: you know i didn't know it at the time but uh, i don't know if you remember that uh late 80s early 90s rapper young mc with the song bust a move uh-huh the bass line was played by flea really? and it was actually in the video and all i remember to flee is that he just had a bunch of stuffed animals sewn as pants oh that's cute you know when he's got his bare chest and he's just beating that bass guitar like it stole something from him right. I mean, just kicking the shit out of it i just thought it was so awesome later on realized oh shit, that's flea yeah. and uh yeah th- there's just something about that group right there they're they're going to be in that same um iconic uh discussion with as like your rolling stones or even uh like a metallica because they were they were that, that one of those first i mean yeah definitely. i think they're the first like band that combined both funk and r&b and rock and roll punk rock sure. to be specific because some of their earlier stuff it was just it might as well have been like some kind of Twisted, smoked out, black yeah. flag
0: but. Well they were, they were coming out of LA And so that LA sound at that time too Was very, I mean they were really punk influenced
2: Oh yeah and anytime you can go on stage With nothing but a sock on your dick yeah. That 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 just scores points with me right there Because I don't have the balls to pull that off Literally <laughs> but, uh,
0: Well they're marketing geniuses um, Also so this is The Velvet Glove by Red Hot Chili Peppers You guys are listening to the AltaCast here on mutantradio.fm. You guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. And I have been joined all day by Jason, soon to be of The Purge, Thursday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Why would anyone be awake at 8 a.m.?
2: Because, uh, well, for whatever reason, their bodies are programmed to get up at that time. This is my day off. I was up at 545. Wow. And pissed off about it. So I needed to purge some freaking bad juju out of me.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I love sleeping in the morning. Like, I... This morning, I snoo- my alarm goes off at 8.30, and I snoozed until 9.40.
2: Oh, my goodness. I if, snoozed I, seven times. I could only hope. I, I will try as hard as I can and try to convince myself I will sleep into the ungodly hour of 8 a.m., oh and I'm God. still up at
0: 6.30. Wow. See, I, my favorite time is the snooze time, which is why I did 7, because... Um, I'm in that sort of REM state and then I'm up and I know exactly what to do and I can kind of go right back to it. And sometimes I can sort of augment those dreams. Like I sort of don't leave it, but I'm still there. And then I can kind of change things in it and I feel like it's more of a lucid dreaming time. Uh, that's weird. Here's, here's a little, here's a little thing. Uh, we're closing out here on the Altacast. Stay tuned for Think Grow Love Radio with Y Steinberg. But uh, I have these weird dreams about being in hotels. Like I always know that it's a meaningful dream when I'm either at Burning Man, which I haven't been to in eight years, and it's never like the real Burning Man, the one in my dream, and or I'm in some really big hotel and I'm like, being kicked out of my room and i'm trying to scam a way to stay and i'm trying to act around the hotel like i belong there (laughs) but i don't and then like i'm it's the weirdest thing about my dreams about hotels
2: is there a specific hotel chain you're thinking of or just in general
0: no no usually they're like sort of sprawling and they have sort of the look of maybe a, a claremont from san diego but there's also been like rivers and it's been new orleans i've 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 had dreams where I'm driving around like large lakes, but I think I'm in Nevada, but really it's Chicago. It, but I have these weird visual images in my head that don't exist in reality, because they're sort of in my own dreamscape. And, but they are hotels and places, and it's, it's weird. And I'm like, why hotels? I, I don't have the money for hotels.
2: They got really cool towels and all the all the small soap you can handle.
0: Well, and I definitely take a lot of soap when I I haven't paid I haven't paid for soap in a really long time or toilet paper.
2: Nice. Yeah. I got it. Like nice. This
0: is. I probably shouldn't say this on the radio, but this is. We're coming here on the close of fiscal year twenty sixteen, and this is the ninth year that I haven't had a W two. I haven't had a W-2 in nine years. I haven't applied for taxes in nine years. I have nothing to apply for. I went in one year because I was still in graduate school. And I was like, hey, can I get that $4,000 tax credit from my school Uh, because I went to school? And they're like, bring us your W-2s. And I'm like, I don't have any. And they're like, you can't get a tax refund if you don't pay any taxes. Mm. And I was like, do I have to apply for taxes? And they're like, (laughs) you have nothing to apply for. And they told me no. H&R Block told me no, because I have nothing to apply for.
2: That's the first I've heard. Ever of anybody being told by a tax company, H and R Block or whatever, basically kick rocks.
0: Right. There well there was nothing there's nothing I don't exist. There's nothing for me to apply for. There's nothing I don't I don't I don't exist. I don't have records. I don't have W twos. I can't claim any money to the government because there's nothing to claim.
2: Well, you got a good streak going.
0: And here's this is the thing, I'm putting back feminism years and years. But if they ever ask, I'm gonna be like, I'm a really good girlfriend. And before that I was a really great wife. Because wives They've never paid taxes. They have no social security money saved up. They don't even, they don't exist. They're just a dependent. So I'm like a non-dependent dependent, dependent, except that I'm not dependent upon anybody. So it's, you know. Anyways, I hope the government isn't listening to the Alticast today here on Uniradio.fm. Yeah. It's okay. They're not. I know they're not listening. Uh, I've been joined. If they were listening, we might have uh, more listenership at the station. Do you
2: hear a helicopter outside? Do you
0: hear it? Trump doesn't care about me. I'm small potatoes. Not only am I a stupid woman in his eyes, I have no I have no value.
2: And you're not Muslim.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not Muslim. Uh, but I have... Oh, what is, what is my value as a woman I mean I know what my value is But I really have no monetary value So therefore in America I'm a piece of shit Thanks for joining us every day, Everybody on the AltaCast Today here on MutinyRadio.fm I've been joined by Jason He's doing a great job in his training You guys are going to listen to him On Thursday mornings from 8 to 10 With The Purge Stay tuned for Why Steinberg's Think, Grow, Love Radio Here on Mutiny Radio Bye-bye Bye
4: uh- expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altaCalifornia.com That's 4altaCalifornia.com for, for a non addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at 4altaCalifornia.com